Hello, this is Katie Sloan. And I'm Dina DiCastro. Welcome to Let's Get Real Astrology, making the connection between astrology and real life. We aim to bridge the gap between astrological theory and how to use the wisdom of the planets in our daily lives. We'll share personal stories that bring concepts down to earth. We'll provide you with strategies for working with challenging astrological energies. And we will always focus upon how to use astrology to empower rather than to predict. If you want to understand how astrology can be used to make your life better, listen in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about uh, um, something interesting to both Dean and I. And uh, I brought up, maybe we both brought it up, I don't know, at separate times. But I was saying that I've had people reach out to me and ask me for a reading and then say, well, I really believe in tarot, but I don't know what I think about astrology, which is kind of a funny thing. I'm I'm like, wow, you believe in tarot cards, but you don't believe in astrology. And maybe it's not about like believing in it, um, but more of the idea of sort of wrapping your head around how complicated astrology can be. Um, and then I also have heard in various podcasts where the hosts will say something like, hey, um, welcome, body ba. I'm just wondering what your sign is. And then they'll be like, I'm a Virgo. And they'll be like, I'm a Sagittarius. I don't know what that means, but I just, we just like to ask every time. <laughs> Dina and I find that to be kind of funny, right? Like uh-huh. it's, it seems to be, uh, astrology seems to be back in vogue uh-huh. right now in some ways. And so it's like, Using it without having any reference to it is sort of hilarious. Well, you me. know, in in one breath they're saying, "Oh, let's." This is a cute thing to talk about, but then uh, in the next breath is like, "Oh, but I don't really believe in that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what I take away from it, and I get annoyed. But like, it, you know, and so really, like, what we wanted to talk about today, a few things, but. It's, comparing astrology to some of these other typology systems. And really the big question that led us to this for me was, why do some of these other systems have more legitimacy in the broader world with average people? Whereas astrology to me still seems like it's considered uh, weird and superstitious. (laughs) What was that? witchcraft witchcraft it's got a witchy yeah exactly it's funny i was writing about this yesterday and i'm like it's got the whiff of witchiness about it <laughs> that uh-huh. you know it's it's one of the dark arts it's like uh, what the sorcerers used to do i mean truly astrology was and magic are are linked right and the i'm talking real magic i'm talking you know occult medieval mm-hmm. renaissance magic you used astrology to do their workings. So that that is true. Um, but astrology is also based on a 6,000-year-old science you know, of looking at the planets and where they are in relation to the Earth and understanding their positions and what that means. Um, 
relative to the signs. And so all these other systems, we're going to focus on three main ones, which are the Enneagram, Human Design, and Myers-Briggs. And I just want to say, I'm not here to mean mouth any of these systems. <laughs> I'm not here to bag on any of them. I really value all of these systems. And you're going to hear how Katie and I both feel like there's a lot of wisdom for both of us in knowing our types in each of these systems and knowing our charts. Um, but I, I want to understand why, for example, you know, on one podcast I listen to, they're always talking about the Enneagram. And, and then I heard one of the hosts say one time something about the moon and moon signs or something. And then she was like, oh, but I don't really go in for that kind of stuff, you know, that astrology stuff. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you spent seven episodes talking about the Enneagram. What's the difference? And I even had a client of mine tell me the similar thing that she said, I live in a household with several roommates and, you know, they're all into the Enneagram, but they laugh at me for going to an astrologer. Mm -hmm. And it, it I think, I, I want to understand. <laughs> I, I'm I open to ideas. Too. Yeah. But one thing today, this morning, Dean and I were passing texts back and forth this morning while we were in bed looking, thinking about this podcast. Yeah. And, um, and we were talking about um, human design. Yeah. And I was saying, oh, I'm a generator. And Dina was saying, I'm a manifestor generator. Are those the same thing? And then we were we were kind of confused. Like, neither one of us know that much enough about it to, like, speak of it much. Mm -hmm. But then Dina made a comment and she said, you know, human design is super complicated. But um, I'm sure that astrology feels the same way for people who don't know about it. Exactly. And I was thinking, yeah, because... It is. It human design seems really mathematical and like based on chakras and I mean based on lots of different things. Mm -hmm. I don't really get it and I sort of shut off to it because it seems complicated. I'm I'm interested in it because I'm always curious about stuff like that, but um and then I my husband was saying like some people that he knows listen to the podcast and the astrology piece of our podcast is confusing, yeah. but they like the pieces about the insightfulness or, or whatever. Um, and I was trying to think of ways that you and I could, um, could make it less complicated. I mean, that's the whole purpose of this podcast was right. to make it as um, uncomplicated as possible. Right. So... But I'm not exactly sure how you do that. And all of these systems, I think human design in particular, seems extremely complicated. It complex. is. Yeah. I mean, we'll put a pin in, in human design stuff and come back around to it because there's some really good pieces I've gotten from human design. I've had a couple of human design readings. and um, But what's interesting for me is the experience of hearing a language that to me just sounds like wah, 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 <laughs> and knowing that that's how astrology sounds to most people I know. Yeah. And that's okay. Like I, I, if I can take some pieces from human design that help me and know about them, then I don't really need 
all the complicated parts. Then there's people that really get a lot out of going deep into the language and the jargon of it, just like we do about astrology. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. it's all good. Like I have nothing against that. And it's, I'm not saying human design is too complicated or anything like that. Cause astrology is very complicated and yeah. you and I are always trying to make it more simple, but here's, here's my beef with that. Um, so I once had a friend of, of ours tell, ask me, you know, isn't there a way you could just tell me how to like look at my own transits without having to basically go to an astrologer to get a reading? Like, how not there a simple way you could like boil it down, like, you know, so that I can understand how to look at what's going to happen for me. And mind you, this person knew nothing about astrology. This wasn't an astrologer. <laughs> uh-huh. And so I'm like, really not a way to boil that down. Like that's what astrologers are for. <laughs> um, that's why there are astrologers, because it is a language. It is complex. There are a lot of literally moving parts, especially in the mm-hmm. moving chart. It's not something you can boil down too much. You know, you can boil it down a little and we really yeah. try to make it accessible. You know, the parts that we talk about, like staying in, in speaking of archetypes, you know, and um, kind of keeping it in that area of talking about the signs and talking about the planets and those chunks make it less complicated. But, you know, yeah, it's you can only boil it down so much. It is a complex system, and that's why there are astrologers to interpret that. And usually when you're doing a reading, you do your best to make it uh, plain English for the person mm-hmm. you're talking to if, they're, if they don't have any experience in astrology, with, which most of my clients do not. Um, so with any of these systems, <clears throat> you know, I think the appeal of the Enneagram, going back to something you and I were talking about, before the podcast is, uh, it, it is just one number that you have to keep track of. <laughs> you know, yeah. you are a right. number, right? And I know it goes deep and it's, it is not that it's a simple system, but the Enneagram, which, uh, you know, was really cre- a 20th century creation. I'm going to look it up. Oscar, I'm going to say Icazo. I don't even know how to pronounce it, and that's just going to have to be okay. But he was a uh, Bolivian philosopher um, and the originator of integral philosophy. Um, And so he, you know, he based his ideas about the Enneagram on older systems and older philosophical and metaphysical ideas um, that he had gathered over his life. But it's not the Enneagram is not based on the natural world. And I think that's one of the differences I see between astrology and the Enneagram, for example, is, you know, astrology is about our connection to the natural world, which includes the planets in the solar system and the movements of them. So it's mm-hmm. not that, that astrology is superior for that reason, but for me, I, this is where I get you know, my ego gets triggered. It's like, why, (laughs) why does the Enneagram have more credence to people than uh, astrology does? I think there's something about 
when you're talking about planets mm-hmm. having an effect on people, mm-hmm. that some people are just like, oh, and so there's aliens too. You know, like <laughs> I think that people somehow can't make that connection. Uh-huh. And it seems too far fetched. Whereas right. if you take a test that just asks you about your personality, mm-hmm. More people can get with that because it's mainstream. It's yep. like it's psycho. It's psychologically based or whatever. It's not based on, um, the stars or which seems, yeah, a little bit out there for some people. It ha- it's space, you know. It's space. I was just thinking yeah. when when you were speaking before about you know bringing astrology down to earth. It doesn't take much though, like. For people who are listening to this podcast that don't know a whole lot about astrology, it doesn't take much to just know some really basic stuff about your chart mm-hmm. and then be able to relate to to the, what we're saying a little bit better. You know, like yeah. when we're talking about moon signs or sun signs or your rising sign or the planet Pluto and your age group, you know, it's like there's some very boiled down basics that you could just know to make this make more sense to you, I guess, you know, or to get a little bit more out of, out of it. I agree. I I think you're really onto something when you say that some people glaze over the minute you start talking about planets Mm -hmm. Um, and, and like, how could those possibly have an effect on us? Well, we're all linked by gravity and the sun and electromagnetic fields, and we're all part of this system, I guess it does, well, it absolutely does get esoteric when you start to think about that the solar system is the macrocosm and we're the microcosm, that, you know, the as above, so below uh, idea, which is what astrology is based upon, that there's a resonance between these larger um, bodies and us, you know, that there Mm -hmm. is a connection that yes, that's, that's a metaphysical and esoteric concept, but, and, you know, we're all made of the same atoms and the same molecules. And we're, that's where I, you know, I'm like this, we're observing natural cycles and that's what astrology is about. And, and these, not human design because human design in part is based, has some astrological components to it. Um, you have a chart, you know, just like you would with astrology, but with Myers-Briggs and we're going to get into that shortly. And the Enneagram, you're right. Those are personality tests that you, you know, you take the test and you figure out what type you are. And so, yes, that's, it is really a whole different thing than astrology, but I almost think too, there's, when you take a personality test, you're taking your own test and it's subjective, it's right? It's subjective. Yeah. Based on what you think about yourself. I was thinking right. that when I was taking all those tests this morning, for me, it's what I resonate with the most. And like my answers, you know, like when I got my answers back from the Enneagram that said that I was the reformer, I read through it and I was like, fuck yeah, that's me. I, it's like, it seems like, um, 
you know, the key, key characteristics of it were to looking, looking to make things better, an eye for detail, perfection, guilt, anger as a bad emotion, mm-hmm. a vision of excellence, you know, design, de- denying themselves um, harmless pleasures in life. I have a real problem with mm-hmm. <laughs> that. You know? right. And I was just thinking, oh, my God, that is like, you know, the Enneagram is pointing out sort of my Virgo shadow, Aha! you know, like it's so interesting to me. I think these things can overlap. I think they can reinforce and help each other and that they are different lenses through which we can see ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm an Enneagram six and how I've come to understand that is I tend toward anxiety, but it it is as a means to seeing what could possibly go wrong and then being able to kind of fix it or proactively deal with it. I'm sure I'm mis- misunderstanding some things about my type, but um, I, you know, I think that the, uh, the title I found for it is the advocate. It's like always looking how to help other people and make a difference in the world. And it can make it sound like I'm really a good person, but, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> but then here's the other thing. And then this goes for astrology as well. What I'm about to say is the the thing that I found on the internet about this was written by some person who's giving their own spin on it. And that isn't necessarily the only view of the Enneagram six that's out there. I know there Mm -hmm. are many, many books written about the Enneagram. Um, And the same with astrology and the same with any of these that, you know, it's, you still got to consider the filter. Like it's coming through a person and all of these are. And and what you read on the internet is not gospel about what any of these things mean. So you have to, I think it's always good to read different sources about any of them too, to get a gist. Um, I, you know, I feel like that Enneagram six, it, it does fit for me and it does help me. But here's another thing that, you know, we, we wanted to talk about is You can either look at any of these as putting yourself in a box, you know, that includes astrology, Myers-Briggs, human design, Enneagram, and say, okay, I'm in this box and this describes me, and then leave it at that. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what's become fun and cool about astrology for people as I see it in the meme world um, on the internet is put myself in a box, right? I'm a Leo mm-hmm. sun. I'm blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's look like, at me. Look at me. Look at me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you can then also use any of these tools for personal development and for growth and for change by knowing what your weak spots are and working on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would say all of these can help. All of these tools can help you do that. And I think it takes... It, it's how you use the tool, right? That's yeah. important. Um, and it's about the consciousness you bring to it. So just knowing I'm in a Neogram 6, if I were to just leave it at, well, I'm anxious and I'm always looking for problems, I guess I'm fucked then. You know? <laughs> it's like, it's really not going to help. Um, but if I look at it like, oh, okay, I know I tend toward that. What can be helpful to me? And I know with the Enneagram too, there's like, you know, there's all these terms. They have their own jargon, like arrows and wings. And 
uh, you know, things that can help you to oh yeah, modify, you know, those behaviors. Um my wing was a 2. Okay. My wing is is being the helper. And okay. I was thinking can I say something? Yeah, go for it. I don't it. want to interrupt no, you. No, no, I wasn't there wasn't anything uh, else there. I was just thinking like when I look at that when I was thinking about it just now is the reformer feels very Virgo and the helper feels very Piscean. It's like the Virgo medicine sometimes is, is letting go, you know, and, and I I don't know, I think of Pisces as, as a helper also Virgo is a helper too, you know, so there's, there's a little bit of both of those things in there, but we talked about earlier too, like, I said when I took this test, I don't know, 12 years ago or something, maybe longer, um, I was a five with a wing of six, two. And I was saying to you, like, I feel like I like this when I took the test today, I was like, wow, this really, I feel very much like this is how I am now. Mm -hmm. And I probably felt like that was very much how I was then, you know, Mm -hmm. but I, but when I read those two, the five and six, I'm like, that's not me really that I can't relate to that as much anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? So we sort of talked about these things relating as like, as you grow, Maybe you change, you know, maybe you change. It's just like being on the the shadow side of a sign Mm -hmm. and stepping into your power. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think, well, one place, one system where I was wondering about that, uh, where it could be obvious is the Myers-Briggs. And I think, you know, the the scale of being introvert to extrovert. With Myers-Briggs, mm-hmm. you know, it starts with the I or the E, which is introvert or extrovert. And then you have those, the total of four letters, um, with the four, the 16 personality types. Um, and Myers-Briggs is very, very much respected and it's used in workplaces and, you know, it's used for team building and, you know, corporate stuff. It's just, it's, it's amusing to me because it's also, it's based on Jung's ideas basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Jung believed in astrology, you know, so it's not that far afield from that. Um, But uh, one thing I was thinking about is, can you change in your Myers-Briggs types? And I think you can for sure. And you can certainly I know for a fact I've become way more introverted than I used to be. I don't think I've ever been an extrovert, but I was more, when I was younger, way more extroverted than I am now. Mm-hmm. So I think for most people, you could probably change on any of those, um, you know, the thinking, sensing, feeling, judging, perceiving, you know, all of them, intuition. Um, you could change. And with astrology, of course, your chart doesn't change, but you can change in your relationship to your planets. You can change yes. how you work with them. Yes. Yeah. It's funny because I just gave a reading to somebody who I've given several readings to before. And this time I looked at her chart <laughs> the same chart, not even the transits necessarily. I looked at the same chart and I was like, what is she, what is she doing? 
Like <laughs> I saw her chart in such a different way this time. And I brought it up to her and um, she was like, yeah, that's exactly what I am going through right this minute. So I'm like, I think it's funny because, you know, even when you're looking at astrology, it can be read in so many different ways. Dep- it's it's all depends on the reader, right? Yeah. A I mean, lot of some, it does. Some of the basics are the same. Yeah. But um, it's a it's also subjective. Well, it is. And that's where you get into muddy territory here, because right. I think this is at the root of why some of these systems have supposedly more credence than others <laughs> and why astrology can be uh, can be seen as less credible um you know i i understand i just want to pause here and say i know that astrology has become more popular and everybody's saying that um as you hear my voice i i yeah it has but if you really go out and talk to the average person just a short anecdote here. I went to a memorial service over the weekend with my husband for a colleague of his and um, was introduced to some people he worked with before, you know, kind of just your average people, you know, kind of middle class, older uh, ladies. And of course, get the inevitable question, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I'm an astrologer. And you could not have been more like she could not have looked more like that's weird. <laughs> like her, 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 her face was just like, oh, and literally, I think she said, oh, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> and so that's the reaction I've been used to getting my whole career for most people. Now, some people uh-huh. will say, oh, that's cool. And like they even know what it is. Other people mishear you and think you said astronomer. Yes. And, they, <laughs> and then they're yes. like, wow, you're wow. a scientist. Um, I've always been interested in that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it to me, it, it hasn't changed that much with the the bigger world. Like you can go to an astrology conference or you could go online or you could go into a, you know, a group of millennials and you're going to get more acceptance with astrology. But for most people over 35 it's still weird and it's still (laughs) it's still a weird profession sorry um and that's my opinion you know and that's been my experience and and i'm i get frustrated though when i look at like the enneagram and the myers-briggs and even human design now you know getting more um like oh respectability i guess Mm -hmm. I mean, you you heard something on a podcast, too, about human design where they were, like, talking about human design in the same, like, respectful tones. But then with astrology, they casted some aspersions about it. It was the same podcast that asked everybody what their sign was at the beginning. And then they were like, oh, I don't know what that means. And then they're like, let's talk about uh, human design today because that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what we believe in. And I just thought it was funny because I yeah. was like. I think, yeah, I, I I have had the exact same experience as you to the point of being so frustrated with it at times where I just don't even know what to call myself anymore because mm-hmm. I feel like 
there's a lot of value and worth in what I do and what, what we're even doing with the podcast, you know, and, um, to get that dismissiveness is difficult and it can be, can make you feel like, why am I doing this? You know, in some ways, but why is this profession any different from being, you know, like a counselor or a therapist? It's just a different way of looking at things and looking at yourself. And actually, I find that astrology takes you there so much faster, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like if you get a good astrologer, I feel like you can really cut to the chase of some of the things in your psyche that's your shadow where you are, you know, playing out the things that you don't want. I I just right. I just have such a hard time with that response because maybe it's just, you know, PTSD from being seen as different my whole life or weird, you know, but, and now I'm like, oh God, now I have this profession and like, should I say this out loud to these people? You know, I find it very valuable. Other people do, but yeah, you know, you're always going to get that, that bitch, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Well, I would agree. And I, you know, I've had in 25 years of doing this, I've had a variety of responses, but most of them are the ones that honestly are saying it's weird, like depending on the the company you're in, you know? Yeah. Um, I just get sick of it. So I don't, I just stop saying who I, you know, I, I just stop. I just, yeah. it's, it would be harder for you, I think, because you, re- that is really what you do. Right. You know, besides being a writer and I mean, I don't want to, yeah, but I mean, that's what you do for your profession. It is and- now. And, it, you know, it has been for about 10 years, my full-time profession. But remember, before this, I was, you know, I was a teacher. And I would often say I was a teacher yeah. rather than say I was an astrologer. So I had a little hidey place, you know, mm-hmm. that I could go to. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah, my little hidey place of, <laughs> like, I'm a teacher. But then uh-huh. I really decided to own this. And I, I'm still owning it. And, like, I've come a long way because in that instance at the memorial service this weekend, I didn't give a shit that she yeah. thought it was weird. Um, I could totally tell she did. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Like, whatever. I don't know you and I really don't care what you think. And I don't, you know, particularly, yeah, I just don't care. Um, and before I used to care. I think I cared yeah. more, you know, 10, 15 years ago when it used to happen. I'd be like embarrassed or like I now I really don't. Um, you're going to think what you think about it. It's It discourages me, you know, but I mean, like you, off and on throughout my time of doing this, I have played with different names for being an astrologer. I've tried yes. taking astrology out of it. I thought for a while, I thought I was going to become a spiritual counselor. I thought I was mm-hmm. going to be go with a spiritual direction route, um, become a spiritual director, but just using astrology within the spiritual direction, because those were ways I was trying to get around the embarrassment Mm -hmm. of being an astrologer. And, you know, some listeners may be shocked to hear this. They can't imagine that (laughs) there was ever a time when I struggled with being embarrassed about it. But man, when you get this feedback, like constantly, it, it is discouraging. And 
not being taken seriously. Like here's another way that it's not taken seriously. And I know you're going to relate to this. So uh, the response that you say you're an astrologer and someone will say, I've had even friends of mine say this, oh, it's so great that you can follow your passion and your hobby as a career. Like <laughs> it's, it's not like it cannot be seen as a career. You know, right. it's it's not it's so fun <laughs> that it, it's not a real career. Right. Mm hmm. So that gets annoying too. You know, I get upset about that. Um, but I think, you know, in comparison to these other systems, sure, you, you couldn't be a, a neogram specialist or a, you could be a human design specialist maybe and get a lot of good gigs working with corporations or a Myers-Briggs specialist, you know, doing the same thing. Um, I don't know, maybe someone out there can correct me, but I don't know if there are any astrologers out there working with corporations, you know, on a big scale. Like, <laughs> I don't think Apple Apple has hired any astrologers to come and work with their people. <laughs> their yeah. Charts. I mean, I did do a few years ago, I did a um, team building experience with a group at PG&E. Oh, awesome. And yeah, and it was it was like a tight knit group of eight people, and we met. And I remember, I thought this was so interesting. It's like it was one of my favorite things to do, actually. Yeah. But um, I remember the person who set it up called me, and he was like, "Okay, here's everybody's birth information." And he was like, "This one girl, you're you'll meet her. Um, she is such a bitch. We all think she's just such a bitch." And, <laughs> and I was like, "Stop! Stop! 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 Right there!" Right. Uh -huh. I was like, I don't want you to tell me anything about anyone. I just want to go in there with, you know, like an unbiased opinion. And I want to sit down with the whole group. And so that girl that he said that about, I knew who it was from mm -hmm. looking at her chart. <laughs> like she had a lot of Virgo stuff in there. She was very much a perfectionist. Yeah. And she just needed her things done in a certain way. And so when I was able to explain that to the group, yeah, she cried. They all gave her a hug. Wow. They had this deeper understanding for who this girl was. And I think that they went on like, you know, with a different perspective. And I think that these things can help. I, I would love to do that kind of work with people in groups. I would love it if that kind of thing was more accepted in corporations or business because I think it's so helpful. It's just so, I mean, how else can you create empathy? Cause most of the time, none of us want to know each other. You know, like right. we're all just like, she's just a bitch, you know, right. I don't know what's underneath that. So I, that's yeah, beautiful. I think it's I, an excellent tool for that kind of thing. I think it is. I, I think that's a that's beautiful that you got to mm -hmm. do that and have that experience and help those people. I think any of these systems we're talking about could do the same thing. Um, and but what I what I'm pushing for is that astrology be included in this group more. Yeah. I think, wow, that's kind of a fluky thing that mm -hmm. you got to do that. Honestly, I, I haven't heard of that happening very often with a big corporation. Um, it's really nice when I hear it. That makes me feel good. 
Like, yeah, how great that you yeah. got to experience that and that they did. I'm so glad I got to experience that because I know that that works. And I wish that, um, I wish that I didn't get those responses from people, but I don't know that they're, I mean, you know, it's this type of thing that you have to let go, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you said, um, maybe I just still have a harder time, like, with people giving me that resp- response. I know that years ago that would have really, like, sunk me sure. for a while. But um, the other piece, like, I, my husband has said to me many times, like, do you want me to post about this on Facebook or whatever, like, that you're doing this with Dina? Or, like, can I share this with my conservative friends and family and stuff. And then I think about it and some, and I'm like, I love that Todd supports me and what I do, you know, whatever I do. But I also then sometimes I'm like, do I want them to know that? Mm -hmm. Like, do I want them to judge me on that level? Like, Mm -hmm. do I want them to listen to the podcast and hear me saying fuck all the time? (laughs) Or like, do (laughs) I want, (laughs) I mean, you know, like Todd's mom was just here and she was like, she wanted a tarot card reading, but she didn't. And she did the same thing. Like, I so wonderful, honey, that you can share your passions with other people. And, <laughs> you know, and I, and I do believe that she means that. I know. And I think it's sweet, but it is the truth. Like in some ways I feel invisible Yeah. in, you know, like literally invisible um to the masses by doing this kind of work mm-hmm. you know because I think people listen and I pe- think people get th- get things out of it but I think the majority of people who are not millennials are like I don't want to admit that I <laughs> or I'm not sure if I sh- can admit that I'm getting something from that you there's know? such a yeah there's such a stigma uh, with it the, with astrology and it, I think it, some of the roots of it go back to you know in the 60s and 70s it was like it was very hippy dippy um mm-hmm. there's that you know the hippy dippy flaky thing residue <laughs> that's hanging on to it yeah. uh, and then the new age movement came in the 90s and it got kind of tied up in that and so immediately when you say astrology, it evokes this whole new agey, hippy dippy thing. And mm-hmm. which is so not either you or me and anybody knowing to the spot, listening to this podcast knows that. Uh, yeah. But it, it definitely has that uh, aura around it, to use a hippy dippy mm. word. Um, but I, I, that's why I'm like, how did how did human design escape that one? For example, how did that even it's based on a lot of astrological principles. How did it escape the hippy dippy new agey residue? I think maybe because it came into vogue later. Um, I mean, I'll say right now I've gotten some valuable things from human design, you know, of what that I can understand of it. Um, The thing about sacral knowing you know, being a manifesting generator, um, sacral knowing is essentially like that I have a body response that's an immediate yes or no to anything, which is very true mm-hmm. for me. And when I started to use that in my life and trust it, that really changed some things for me, especially over this past year. My friend Kathy, who's who does human design, she 
really introduced me to that concept. And so it's helped me a great deal, even that one piece. Similarly, I think knowing even one thing about your astrology chart can be very powerful, you know, like knowing your moon sign, knowing uh, what your nodes are, um, which aren't hard to know, you know, easy to find out, um, Mm -hmm. easy to read about. But I just, yeah, I struggle with maybe, you know, for one thing, human design sounds sciencey in its title. You know, there's something businessy or sciencey about the way that it sounds, um, and, and it doesn't have the baggage that astrology has because it hasn't been around as long. It sounds scientific. It does, and even when you look at the chart thing, oh yeah, isn't it like? I mean, there I are channels. I'll, here's Wait, all I could tell you: <laughs> there are there <laughs> are there are channels, <laughs> and there uh-huh. are chakras and centers. <laughs> And, you know, and totally, like, I know I have an open, I told you this morning, I have an open Ajna. Yeah. And I thought that was something sexual. I said mine was closed. <laughs> like, Maybe yours is open and you don't know it. I don't know. I don't want it to be. No. I, I really actually identify with, you know, having, I resonate with that idea of having an open Ajna and what that means. And knowing that helps me. Um, but yeah, it is a it's it has the same kind of jargony lingo that astrology does. And yet like why were those two ladies on that podcast you were listening to like yeah, fuck astrology. Let's talk yeah. about human design. Uh-huh. <laughs> to be blunt. Right. Yeah. I even with this whole conversation, I think about myself and I'm like there's um you know, a lot of, a lot of things that I've watched, like even, oh gosh, quantum physics, right? I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. Mm-hmm. I just do. Yeah, I me don't too. know why. I just turn off. I, I Even the idea of like, we're all one. And I, I mean, I get it. There's parts <laughs> of me that gets it. Like, even in some ways... Like, if I were to think about, um, if I was to, to, like, I don't know. It is, like, there is this piece of me that's, like, wow, planets affecting the way we act or think or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's this part of me that's, like, I don't fucking know. But, yeah. um, there is a mystery to like we can't there, yeah. actually here's the frustrating thing we can't actually explain how astrology works for sure right there when people ask how does it work i that really isn't an answerable question mm-hmm. and that's what's hard is is <laughs> there is a mystery to it right it isn't i mean that's why it is an esoteric art you know it's not mm. Um, completely science, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets frustrating in this world because everybody wants something that you can prove and point to the nuts and bolts of how it works and explain that. Um, yeah. I Here's how I work with it, you know, in my own mind and heart. I, as far as astrology goes, I've just seen that it works. 
like over and over and over and over again. Yep. So I've seen that there's a correlation between what I see in the chart and what I see in the person and what I see in the chart and what I see happening in someone's life. Mm-hmm. You know, and so once you see that enough times, you, it, you, it's, it's real. It's, you don't question that it's real anymore, but to explain how that's actually, I've never heard an astrologer who has been able to do that. And I don't know that we can do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I've also always felt a little bit weird about that, but, Mm -hmm. um, but it's the truth. It's like we've done our own blind taste test or whatever. You know, like we're just like that. It's really true. Like every time I meet with a client, every time I, it's so rare where I have an interaction with somebody that um, doesn't, you know, like. Oh my God, there it is again. Oh my God, there it is again. Look at how this works, you know? Yeah. And I'm continuously amazed by it, by, mm-hmm. by the tarot, by, by my tarot cards, you know, by, um, astrology. Yeah. I don't know. And I think that these, I like these tests too. I like them. I think they're helpful. I think that every one of them that I took today and my numerology and all of that mm-hmm. stuff point to basically the same characteristics yeah, um, that make up me, you know, and um, with a heavy accent on all my Virgo crap. So <laughs> there's just, you know, and, and my intuitive side and, and, and that, but um yeah, so I think they all, it's not like I've taken, it's not like I took all these tests today and then was like, well, one thing told me that I was extroverted and one thing told me that I was like uh, attention seeker and, you know, like they all said the same thing basically. Mm-hmm. So, but then also I have this little bit of a thing about, and maybe that's something that people have with astrology is like, oh, you're just saying that this is what I am, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you made this point earlier. And I think in trying to discover my true nature, and I have also come to points where I don't like to be boxed in, like I'm HSP and that's the truth. You know, I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm introverted, but sometimes I'm extroverted. You know, I, I guess that I can play the game. Um, Mm -hmm. so, but really in reality, I'm introverted, but I hate boxing myself into these things, Right. but I also find them really fascinating too. And true. Well, and here's a, here's a point that, um, I heard on the, the young podcast that they were talking about the introvert thing and how, um, I love how she said it. It was Lisa Marciano. She said, you know, being an introvert isn't an excuse to be an asshole. Um, It's, (laughs) um, it is something to know about yourself so that you can then adapt when needed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we have to adapt and that, you know, that goes back to this idea of growth and evolution. But if you know what your basic nature is, and that's really what all of these systems are helping you to figure out. What's my basic nature? What is my essence? 
then you can adapt from there if you choose. You know, it's going to help you to know yourself in order to, you know, so that you can adapt to each situation as needed. Like sometimes I need to be more extroverted. I realize that. That doesn't mean, you know, my introvert nature changes. It means I'm going to be uncomfortable in this situation, like going to a memorial service where... Yeah. Where I have to be a little more extroverted than I like to be for a time. And that's mm-hmm. part of life. We have to adapt. Doesn't mean I should override it all the time. It just means sometimes I have to adapt. But it's good to know that about myself and to be able to take care of myself around it and know that, wow, I can only do one thing like that like a week if yeah. at most, you know, because I'm basically such an introvert that being in a crowd of people totally takes me down. <laughs> you know, I mm-hmm. wish it didn't, but it's like it takes me down for a couple of days. So I I think that all of these things, they're not meant to box you in if they're being used correctly. They're be they're right. meant to show you and reveal to you who you are so that you can adapt mindfully. And work with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also to say like, I know that when Todd Todd and I struggled in the beginning of our relationship because we're both the same. I mean, we're both like really sensitive. We both are introverted. Mm -hmm. I can probably do extroversion, but you know, I can put myself out there better than he can. Yeah. Um, but I do pay the price, you know, like I can work at the restaurant for three days in a row and then I have five days where I can't leave the house. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like I know these things about me. But I remember there was a period of time when he was like, just put on a face and like, you know, uh, answer the door for our neighbor or, what, or, you know, whatever. And I was just like, I can't do that, you know, and then you wind up feeling like a bitch Or like when you're introverted, then you wind up feeling like an odd man out or a weirdo because you're not performing the social norms, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that that it has been like, I just watched a film. I told you about it. It was a documentary about highly sensitive people. Mm -hmm. And there's like, they've done tests it's a it's a type of person and like Alanis Morissette is one of them and she was in the film too but they were saying how um the world needs highly sensitive people and there's not that many of them but they are the great perceivers and feelers and they have a lot of creative um characteristics that are helpful for you know, generating peace in our country and things like that. So they're, they're not like her point of the movie was the documentary was like, you're not a weirdo. You're actually an asset. And I think to me that really helped. It helped explain a lot of things. Like, you know, you think of somebody like Alanis Morissette and you're like, Oh, who can get up on stage? That's an introvert and Mm. perform like that. But she was saying like, just killed me and then I I recognize myself in in that too you know so it's like all those things are really helpful to keep in mind when you're in a situation and you're like this is this is me and I have to be like kinder to myself and I have to you know I can do some of these things but I also have to be gentle like with my nature right right I think absolutely 
astrology and all of these systems can help you to potentially have more compassion for yourself to yes. be to give yourself better self-care um, yeah. because it's all about knowing yourself and then not only knowing yourself but accepting that this is how you are wired mm-hmm. and therefore you need to you know, tend to that and and take care of yourself and not push yourself past certain limits or try to fit yourself in somebody else's box. Um, I think, you know, like you, of course, I'm an HSP and empath, and I I resisted both of those um, (laughs) designations for a long time. Like, I'm not an HSP. Uh, Wah, wah, you know, what's that? Uh Um, I so am. And it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Know? I've had to come around you know to it. It's all right. It's more than all right. The people that want you to conform to a world where you're just like turning away from your inner nature, those are basic bitches. You know, like, totally. so you can look at somebody who doesn't understand what you're doing. I, I'm just saying this out loud for myself, too. But when somebody is like, oh, that's sweet, or oh, that's weird, you know what? You're a fucking weirdo for not wanting to take a look at yourself. Yeah. Like, like you're, I think that's a little bit of, of a projection, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, I'm scared to look at who I really am, mm-hmm. so I'm going to make you wrong for doing what you do, Ooh, you know? That's so good. That's so good. I, I think, think you're so right on there. And now the program's over. Thanks, everybody, for listening. (laughs) That actually is a pretty good place to end. Katie gets the last word, and it was, like, dead on. (laughs) Basic bitches. All right. We're out. That is the definition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think to to sum up, uh, I would say, I mean, we find value in all these systems, I think what we've seen is that it's they're all helping us to figure out who we really are so that we can take better care of ourselves and adapt to the world and work better mm-hmm. with the world. Um, and I also wish that astrology was more known about and accepted, you know, in these wider groups. And I don't know if that will ever change, but maybe part of me accepting myself is accepting myself as an astrologer. I think that's still a work in progress, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Obviously, I still got some baggage around it because of what happened that on that uh, memorial service thing triggered me. You know, so (laughs) obviously it's still hot. Yeah. It triggered me. Yeah. Too, when you said it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're like, I'm a weirdo too. (laughs) I know. Fuck you, lady. No, um. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I, I think, well, isn't that the definition of owning your shadow, right? We're projecting. Mm-hmm. We must be. I must be still projecting out there into the world. Some part of me that still doesn't accept myself as an astrologer and it being a legitimate profession or else that wouldn't have happened. That, right. that is how I do believe it works is, you know, if we are in full acceptance of our shadow and ourselves and we know what's going on in there and the unconscious, you know, we aren't going to do that. We aren't going to attract that situation. But it helped me to see like, oh, you've still got shit around this. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do as well. And I wish that I could um, schluff that off. And, and I just don't know what to say in those situations, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of the time. And I wish I had like the right thing to say or, but I do keep thinking it, on those terms of what I said yeah. that the, that if you don't want to take a look at yourself or your place in the world or what you're, how you're participating, which is getting in there some way, you know, mm-hmm. um, then there is, then <laughs> I, I don't want to say then there's something wrong with you because that's not right for me to say. <laughs> that's very <But> judgy. <laughs> honestly, I think we need more of that in our work. Yeah. For each and every person in this world uh, at this time. Ourselves so. included. Ourselves included. <laughs> Well, I think that is a good place to end. Yeah. Uh, we covered a lot of ground today. Um, thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. And if you have some sort of interesting, you know, like Meyer Briggsy sort of test <laughs> that you, that we don't know of, like we want to hear about it. Absolutely. We, yeah. We want more systems to feel inferior to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Or if you have an opinion, like why you think astrology is strange, we want to hear that too, because we want to know like what's behind that. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. See you next time. See you next time. You can find out more about my readings at dinadecastro.com slash readings. I also offer an astrology mentorship program where I mentor emerging astrologers and anyone who wishes to advance their astrological skills and wisdom. You can find out more about the program and apply at dinadecastro.com slash mentorship. To get more weekly insights, follow me at Spark the Sun on Instagram or check out my website at katiesloanastrologer.com. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple. And thanks again for listening.